Hello, Georgia, and hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the May 24th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. As always, today's show is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. If you would like to learn more about the firm, please go to my website, which is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. And if you have not already, please follow the Local Matters podcast on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. Today, before we get started with our show, I want to remind you of an event coming up on June 1st, and that is part two of our community discussion about uh, policing, knowing your rights. Uh, it will take place at the Croc Center at 6 p.m., on June 1st. This is a, a continuation of the discussion that we had. We had so many questions that we did not have a chance to get to that we decided to do part two. Um, the event flyer for that is on the Facebook page of Local Matters Podcast. So if you want to catch those details, please go there to get them. Again, thanks so much for being a part of the Local Matters family. Uh, we invite you to Give us suggestions about guests. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, start programming for the next several months. So if there are topics or particular guests that you would like to see us have, please don't hesitate to reach out to me either as a comment on the Facebook page or uh, by sending a message at the contact us link at the website. And again, that's JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com. Local Matters listeners, today we are graced with the presence of Benish Brown. He is the, is it president and CEO? That's correct, yes. Of Destination Augusta. And we're going to talk a little bit today to help you understand how all this destination marketing stuff works. Benish, thanks so much for being with me today. Thank you so much. Janice, it's an honor to have been asked. And when I think of all the people you've had on your show, and first of all, congratulations that you know this continues to be uh, a wonderful platform to educate the citizens in Augusta, around the region, and, and across the state and beyond. So thank you for, for allowing me to have a seat here. You're very, very welcome. We've been talking about doing this for a while, so I'm glad I finally got you scheduled. Um, before we get started educating folks, though, about Destination Augusta and what you do for the community from your role there, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you went to school, just some key factors about yourself? Sure, sure. I'm a low country South Carolina boy. Um, uh, maternal grandparents were Gullah Geechee and uh, so grew up in Hampton, South Carolina, Hampton County, and uh, 
stayed there was, you know, my dad was a mechanic for the school district when school districts had their own bus shops. My mom was a secretary uh, at a school. Both were in their jobs for nearly 40 years. It used to drive them crazy when uh, after graduating from college, I moved almost like every three years to a new another job. That's what I needed to do to advance. I went to the University of South Carolina. Um, first two years, I actually went to uh, University of South Carolina, Salkahatchee campus. That's in Allendale, you know, so coming from a small town, that was a good start for me. I loved being a part of uh, college politics. I was student government president for my high school and then became student government president at University of South Carolina campus at Salkahatchee, then went on to Columbia campus uh, to finish my bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism. Uh, after about 10 years, went back, got my master's in mass communications and lived in that world of communications, worked in radio, worked in newspaper, did PR, corporate communications, worked in city government for the city of Columbia as director of public information uh, for a while and worked at Benedict College. Uh, it was a great experience working at an HBCU uh, as also director of public relations uh, and then in 2000, I came into an industry that I knew nothing about this thing. Some, a guy that we crossed paths, worked together a couple of times uh, throughout our career. He called me one day and he was director of communications at Carowinds near Charlotte. Well, it crosses the line, state line in South Carolina and North Carolina. And he says, I'm on a board of a convention and visitors bureau. We're going to dismantle that organization and rebuild it. And I think you'll be the great, you know, the right person to get it started again. And I'm like, what in the world is a convention and visitor bureau? But I've now been in this industry 23 years. I wish I knew about it my other 19 or 20 years before that, because I absolutely love it. But, and I've worked in South Carolina in the industry in, in 2012, uh, moved to Tacoma, Washington to take a job as CEO in Tacoma. So I had a chance to live on the West Coast for six years. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Then saw some indication that my mom's memory was slipping a little bit. I knew I needed to get back to the East Coast, started looking for jobs, um, you know, wasn't in a rush and finally heard about a position in Augusta, Georgia, which uh, brought me back to about 90 minutes. My mother now does have full-blown dementia, but physically healthy, you know, thank God. And I can make a day trip to see her or go and stay over the weekend, but uh, landed in Augusta in 2018. So I'm nearing my fifth year anniversary, uh, both to in employment and to be an Augusta resident. I do have to remind people, yeah, I get to, as we call it, sell and market this destination, but I live here. I'm a resident in this community, and uh, I'm very proud of that as well. So that is my story. I'm in this industry because it found me. I did not find it, but I absolutely love what I get to do. Excellent, excellent. And I want to go back to your time at the University of South Carolina, uh, because two very significant things happened to you when you were a Gamecock, right? That's right. I'm a Gamecock. <laughs> you want to talk about those two very significant things? <laughs> well, uh, I should probably start with the most significant. I met my wife there, uh, my now wife. We were in class together, didn't know her name. She didn't know mine. Uh, the second significant thing was beginning to happen. I was, at the time, we called it pledging. Uh, it was an intake uh, 
Right. Uh, but I was pledging a fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha. And one day I came to class uh, and my then uh, person I didn't know at all said, we're going to have a test next uh, next class period. Thought I should tell you that. And I thought, wow, that was nice of her. Let me take her to lunch. So, uh, you know, after I fed her, that seemed to have kind of had her looking at me a little bit more. But we've been married now for almost 40 years. And I've been in Alpha uh, for about 39 years, actually. And uh, just the chapter at the University of South Carolina this year, just cel- last month, we celebrated our 50th anniversary uh, as being on that college campus. So, yep, two significant things for me. Thank you for, for thinking about both of those. Your memory is amazing. That is great. That is great. We have a number of Divine Nine listeners, so I'd like to make sure that we point out those connections yes. uh, as needed. Uh, you talked about getting into this whole business of promoting cities and destinations, and um, you said you got into it almost by accident. It's like somebody brought you in as opposed to something that you sought out. Um, can you just kind of just tell us what is a Convention and Visitors Bureau first? Yeah, as an industry, what we do has been around really for more than 100 years. We celebrated the 100th year of the oldest DMO, which actually is in Detroit, Michigan. And it started there when some business people, you know, thought about, man, we've got some places to host meetings. So think about this, you know, this is, uh, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. And uh, they said, let's, uh, let's go out and make people aware of Detroit and bring in some conventions. And that's how it started. It's It has evolved now to really, a lot of it is also promoting the reputation of a city. Uh, and we are, you know, it's different across the country, the way uh, the destination marketing organization is organized. As you said, we started as convention and visitors bureau. That lasted for a long time. And then maybe in the early 2000s, Uh, There was this transition where convention and visitors bureaus sound so bureaucratic, sound so closed door. Let's it doesn't say really what we do. Let's say what we do. Let's put it in our name. And so we are destination marketing organization. So the acronym, so many acronyms in a lot of industries, we are one that has a lot. DMO means destination marketing and destination management. If you don't have anything to market, it's a waste of time. So there's a balance between you have to have product in a destination. So we try to help manage product, promote product, and and then market again, the reputation, location, all those things that make us competitive when a, you know, it could be, as we call it, group business or a convention or reunion or a sporting event when they're looking for a place to host, or it could be just that family that's looking for the getaway. How do we make sure uh, the that we elevate Augusta, at least in the minds of people as they make their decision? Okay, great. So if you translate that, let's talk about your staff first off. How many, it's you and how many other folks are working at Destination Augusta right now? We have a staff of 14 at Destination Augusta, and we basically uh, aligned really in three departments. And I guess maybe maybe you add four if you think of administrative, but we do have marketing. Uh, that's a key part of what we do, you know, branding the city. And we always 
make clear, we brand the city outside of the uh, one and a half, almost two weeks of masters and golf year. We really do promote Augusta as a city that I think uh, appeals to Augusta's authentic self. And we can talk about that a little later. So marketing is a department, destination development. That's uh, fairly new. It maybe has been around for about a, a decade in our industry. And it is getting involved in things from uh, what we call um, signage, gateway signage to help people orient themselves while they're in city. Destination development is about creating products. I'll talk later on. We have just worked for about a year with 10 of our attractions and we have now a new offering. We call them our immersive experiences. Uh, and they are authentic Augusta experiences, very cool things. But a part of that is developing products. So destination development does that. And then we have a, we no longer call it sales, uh, but we call it group business development. That is the, uh, the team that goes out to bring in the conventions, to bring in the events uh, to our convention center and to our other venues. So those are three very active parts. And then there's always the administration side. But I will add, we also are the city's film commission. Film is a big part of uh, the tourism economy here in uh, in the state of Georgia as a whole, but also Augusta is a, is a key part of that tourism economy. So we brand, we work with visitors to enhance their experience. While we're doing that, we want to make sure there are things to see and do and enjoy here, the good quality of life for local residents. And the other part is uh, we certainly do want to bring business here. Visitor recruitment is what we call that. Um, Janice. So you, you all bring people to Augusta and you find ways to make Augusta attractive so folks want to come here. That's basically. correct. Um, there is something, uh, the organization moved over to Broad Street and I can't remember exactly uh, where you were before or when you moved. Can you talk sure, about Sure, absolutely. Um, that was significant for me. Uh, previously, they'd been in Enterprise Mill. I think some of the movements was the uh, cotton exchange at one time, maybe some offices or a visitor center there. The visitor center itself had been for a while in the Museum of History, but the team offices uh, had been at Enterprise Mill for quite a while too. And I was hired in July of 2018, two days before I, uh, two days after I landed here, uh, we moved from Enterprise Mill to, uh, to Broad Street, 1010 Broad Street. And the ground floor, the storefront of that building has Augustine Company on the front. So um, Augustine Company is a name that has really uh, resonated and caught on with the community. Even sometimes they don't know about Destination Augusta. And I will talk to you about that name in a second. When they might not recognize Destination Augusta, people recognize Augustine Company. It really is a revolutionary concept. Uh, and I'm not stretching that. It's a revolutionary concept for our industry uh, in the state of Georgia and beyond. I call it now an award-winning concept. Uh, was already in motion before I came here. We just helped to bring it to life, but it is a visitor experience center. We say it's not like your grandmother's or grandfather's welcome center where you just go in and get a brochure. You go in and it, it really does promote um, uh, 
Augusta made products. There are things, you know, from our cookies and nuts and honey that's made here to t-shirts. It promotes local businesses. It's that starting off point to get people in the community to support our local businesses. Beer tasting, distillery, um, spirit tasting happens in Augustine Company. And oh, by the way, we also help you decide if you've got two days or three days, or only two hours, how to spend that by uh, experiencing our city and our attractions. That is great. And you all don't mind making a sale when you're in there, those t-shirts and other items there, you sell those as well. So it's a, it's a cross between a gift shop and some place to help you plan your your stay while you're in exactly this. right and I, I will i will add on to that two things we try not we try to be complementary to current businesses as i said and not compete against them so stay in our lane but we also look there are quite a few uh, some of our products are from local businesses that don't have brick and mortar stores so we want to support them but we're very sensitive to uh when we talk about diversity we have veteran-owned uh, you know, businesses that have products represented, minority-owned, women-owned, we pay a lot of attention to that outreach and make sure that we are representing the strength of the diversity of Augusta and this entire Augusta River region. That is, that's wonderful. So if you haven't been by there, the address is? 1010 Broad Street. So easy, it rolls off your tongue. That's right. That's right. You know, as you were talking about the immersive experiences, I definitely want you to get into that. But if you can frame that in the context of all these people, we'll hear say, there's nothing to do in Augusta. I need to go to Atlanta or Jacksonville or Charlotte or someplace. You know, what do you people say there's nothing to do in Augusta? Well, first of all, I will say that's a universal phrase. You just insert the the community's name. Wherever you live, it seems like residents just don't quite appreciate maybe or we get so numb to what's around us and all the treasures. So I've heard that in every community I've lived in. But I promise you, there is something you can do every single day, every single night in Augusta. That is not um, that that is that's not tr stretching the truth, but what we know is we have, to, and that's why we have to constantly inform and educate. Another uh, transition that happened in this industry quite often we saw ourselves as the voice that marketed externally outside of our city. Even a lot of funding for us at one point was restricted. You had to do it, as they say, you know, in you know, outside of the area, 60 miles away, 100 miles away. COVID, and it's a word we try not to say a lot, during the pandemic, we realized that if we're only as strong as our local community is, our local community has to be informed about what we're doing. And so we focus on marketing internally as well. But this new product, this um authentic Augusta experience, we know that research shows when people travel, regardless of where they travel, it really all, it's all about what's memorable. What did I do that's memorable? And the old concept of show and tell just doesn't strike it anymore. People want to be immersed. They want to feel, see, taste, touch, all of those things. And that's what these experiences says do. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples, but you can go to our website at uh, um, 
visitaugusta.com visitaugusta.com and authentic experiences has a landing page there one of the experiences that just always gets me so emotional is called uh the story of the black caddies men on the bag and uh, uh the laney uh museum of black history actually has developed that and we stretched a lot of our attractions to doing this this was not something they were accustomed to doing this was a stretch. It took nine, 10, 11 months, but it's the story of the caddies at Augusta National who brought a lot of fame to those professional golfers. And the cool thing is there's, you know, a depiction of the caddies. You have uh, actors portraying them, but at the end of the presentation, uh, some of the real, uh, real life legacy caddies are part of the presentation and they get to ask I mean, get to answer questions from the audience they have uh, i call them baseball like cards that have have their history on the back who they caddied for and they'll autograph that card uh in person and then you eat a pimento cheese sandwich and have a glass of tea with them that's what we're talking about from an immersive it is so compelling i i, I just get emotional when i think about it and we've got to think we're losing that direct voice day by day. Those men are getting older. You know, we had a passing of of of, an, of a caddy a couple of weeks ago. So it's a story that Augusta owns and it's nobody else can tell that story like the city of Augusta. Wow. You're right. That is unique to our experience. And, you know, African-Americans in Augusta have had a complicated relationship, quite frankly, with the masters. Um, and this to that dynamic, but also brings to light some things that probably were hidden for decades. I'm That's sure. right. Yes. Uh, are you going to give me another example of one of those immersive experiences? I sure will. I'll give you another one. Very cool example. Um, and thanks to all of our, our partners. And if I tried to list all 10, I'm going to mess it up. Um, but the Laney Museum, the Museum of History has one, the Morris Museum of Art, uh, the Westerboo Gallery has an experience. We have um, our only nonprofit that's participating is Bike Bike Baby. The Arts Council also, all, also has one. The uh, Childhood Home of Woodrow Wilson uh, has an experience, but I'll, I'll speak to the Arts Council's experience. It is called uh, Promenade with Art, and I'm probably butchering that a bit. But that is you first start outside touring the um, sculpture trail, uh, and the sculpture trail. And I'm so proud of. I just love that sculpture trail. You were part of when that all began yes. too, I believe. Yes. But the sculpture trail now also, it's in its second phase. So it's along the Riverwalk. It's along the Fifth Street Bridge. But you tour some of the sculptures. You can hear directly from the sculptors through uh, AutoCast. But th this is a guided tour. And uh, Michael Wolf, who's been around for a long time, is a fabulous storyteller, has a lot of background from his days at Disney. So he understands how to connect with an audience. But you tour the sculpture trail, but then you make your way to Humanitree. And you go into Humanitree where Baruti, this amazing artist who paints with his fingers, he does fabulous painting with his fingers. So you move from public art on the sculpture trail into Humanitree. You get treated with, you know, Baruti talking to you. While you're there, you, you taste some of their pressed uh, juices. 
And, but you also, there's a mural that people are participating in to, uh, it will eventually be uh, a public mural that it's, it's on a very, uh, uh, I guess, sustainable piece of board or product. I'm not sure what it is, but you paint some pictures. There was one that I participated in that was the front of the Miller Theater. And I always tell everybody, I painted a few of those lights. They are the best looking lights you'll ever see. But I painted the lights because that was all I had the confidence to do. But you are participating in something that will become public art while you're also uh, you know, getting some good information on this healthy food, on these pressed juices. It it And to have just Baruti, who is a figure himself, uh, it, it's a great experience. So all of them just have these great little pieces and the partnerships and all the collaboration that it took. We just, we couldn't be happier on how it's telling a story, but it's bringing you in as a part of the story. Um, so while I can't cover them all, I do encourage uh, you in their design. There will be two opportunities, I think, per month for these uh, experiences to be enjoyed. You can reserve groups. Group sizes are usually around uh, 15, 16, maybe, but you'll have to look and see. The canal is one that is also that has a great experience. It's called, um, uh, I think it's canal to cloth or something in that, but you get to live in the time when those factories were going. And but you also get out on uh, one of the, the uh, Petersburg boats and hear the story about the canal itself. So very immersive, um, great experiences that we think tell the story of Augusta in a way that people will forever remember. That is great. And if people want to know how they connect with those experiences, please tell our listeners where they go to do that. Yeah, again, please go to uh, visitaugusta.com, our website, and Authentic Augusta Experiences. I think if you do backslash Authentic Augusta Experiences, it leads you to the landing page. I wish I had my cheat sheet with me, but I feel very confident that that's going to get people very close and yeah, great outing for families, for friends and relatives when they come into town. But there are also offerings that we've developed, Janice, to allow for groups, you know, conventions. Again, you talk about the Divine Nine. We love having our regional conferences. Now, we could never hold a national conference for a lot of these organizations, but state conferences. And it's those conventions when there's some downtime or even if it's, you know, um, Team building, those are great opportunities for groups to reserve special times with these uh, partners to have these experiences. We think, and you know, we just want to keep promoting it, reminding people of it. And uh, I think these will become the launch pad for other experiences down the road as well. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, Delta, we had our cluster here in 2018. We hosted state cluster and we had about 1,800 to 2,000 Deltas, oh, you know, yeah. convention center. So uh, that was a wonderful experience. One of my dreams actually had been to get a regional meeting of the International City County Managers Association. Yes. Here. <clears throat> like I said, I know we can't do the national conference because we just don't have the bandwidth in town, the hotel rooms and those sorts of things to do that. Exactly. Um, but I think we probably could host a regional meeting of a professional association like that. So um, at the heart of it, that's where your business is, if we, we say it correctly. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. That. And I'll tell you, our business is at the heart of that because it, it, and I'm not sure how much 
time we have, you'll have to stop me, but I'd love to talk just a bit about funding. We do remain quite focused on what we do has to have some impact on people spending the night. We are funded primarily, really 99% from hotel lodging tax. And now added to that is the short-term rental tax. State of Georgia allowed for short-term rental platforms to now have to pay the same tax um, format that hotels have to pay. So that's where our bread and butter is. And that's that, you know, our job is to bring in those overnight guests. We still want things that enhance the experience, quality of life, the arts, culture, all those things that are good for residents, but those things bring in people for overnight stays. That is great. Thank you so much. And I can tell from your enthusiasm that we could talk about this for another 30 or 45 minutes, and we just may have to schedule another opportunity later on uh, for us to do that. But I just really appreciate all that you have done to make Augusta a better community in the time that you have been here. Um, Just your spirit of partnership and new ideas has, has all been an asset to the Augusta area. Thank you so much. I'm going to take you up on your invite. We've got to do this again. Yeah, we've only scratched the surface. And uh, but thank you and congratulations to you again. I appreciate you being a mouthpiece and just a great platform for information for the community. So kudos to you as well. Thank you. Again, that was Benish Brown of Destination Augusta. And I hope you learned a lot about uh, what's happening in the community and how you can take advantage of it. Uh, Next week, please make sure you join us because we're going to have a guest talk about the topic of code enforcement, which we know is on the minds of many in our area. Uh, The show will be designed to kind of explain how the process worked and what we as individuals can do to help that process work better on behalf of ourselves and our neighborhoods. Be blessed. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.